Hi and welcome to the Nibble Scotland Over Coffee podcast. How apt that today we visited Fiona Grant, the founder of Glen Lion Coffee Roasters up in Aberfeldy in Perthshire. Fiona is one of Scotland's five Q graders. That'd be like a connoisseur of wine. Fiona can examine coffee and score them based on their many attributes and therefore overall quality. Being a Q grader, Fiona can essentially communicate quality right the way through the supply chain, from the farmer to the exporter to the roaster. So please check out our special podcast about cupping at Glen Lyon to hear a wee bit more about that. In this episode, Fiona tells us about her recent adventures to connecting with coffee growers in the depths of Kenya, visits to the coffee auctions, to how we should really be storing our coffee at home. During our time, Fiona was so lovely and outlined how she has grown the business, some of their measures to make it a carbon neutral business and their exciting ambitions for the future. Please support the podcast by subscribing so not to miss any future episodes and sharing with your friends. But less chat from me, please listen into our conversation. Although I must apologise, the sound at the beginning isn't perfect, but it does get better as we get into a quieter area behind the scenes at Glen Lion Coffee. Would you like a flat white? I'd love a flat white. I'd love a flat white. I'm interested in hearing about your cane. Yes, that was amazing. That was amazing. Actually, that was why I was quite keen to try these two coffees on the table because I went to the farmers that grow that and we bought it three years ago. It was just a phenomenal coffee. And then the importers had to stop buying it because the farm had broken away from the crops, if it was. And so we got to find these guys and it was amazing.
great, and we're definitely going to buy coffee. Yeah, it's fantastic. So, but we with Kenya, we work with an import, an exporter. Mm -hmm. It's just the way coffee is traded in Kenya has to go through the central coffee exchange in Nairobi. I saw that. That was fascinating. That was amazing. Yes, yeah, that was amazing. Right. Okay. So, have you have you been to those before? No, that was the first time I'd ever been to the Nairobi coffee auction. So, in other countries, it's just an importer, an exporter, would just go and buy the coffee and, and get it. Uh -huh. But in, in Kenya, about 75% of coffee, most, most of the coffee has to go through the Nairobi Coffee Exchange. Uh -huh. And they have a weekly auction on Tuesdays. And so the day before, all the, all the coffee traders are tasting all the coffees they have to base. And then they have their sample room upstairs, and so you can see all the coffees. Uh -huh. It's just like, it's a very 1960s building, right in the heart of Nairobi. Uh -huh. and like there's the open air market outside, it's like and carnage outside. As a professional, were you allowed to go and taste all the coffees? Yes, we did. Uh, we did. We tasted, we worked with the um, Taylor Winch, which is the exporter we work okay. with there. And we tried all the coffees. Uh -huh. uh, so the harvest is coming in very late in Kenya this year. So the good coffees were only just starting to come in. Okay. But they have they were affected by late rainfall. I mean that's when you do go to origin you see just how precarious the life of a farmer is and how dependent it is on weather and so much, you know, it makes yeah. you really appreciate what goes into everything. Yeah, yeah, I know it does, yeah. and I don't think people realise and appreciate yeah. that as much. Yeah. And how even like the whole climate change is changing their lives. Yes, so the weather, with the rains came very late last year, and when I was visiting in January, it's unheard of to usually to have rain in uh -huh. Kenya in January, yeah. and it rained every day I was there. And so that's going to have an impact and right, on the right. next lot of flowering, the, the coffee then flowers too soon or too yeah. late, and then the harvest yeah. comes too soon or yeah. too late. So uh, it is all up in the air. And then the really sad thing, I saw the, the locust, a plate of yeah. locust, yeah. that's getting scary. into East Africa. And, they haven't made it to the coffee areas yet, but I think I could obliterate it. Yes, totally, totally. Oh, wow. Yes, yeah. This is most of the coffee we roast. We make we. So make this is your big seller, right? And this okay. is what we supply cafes okay. and restaurants across Scotland. Um, and we do a compost bag, and we just have it in the foil lined. We're really trying to. I saw your telling me, yeah, yes. and carbon neutral. And so yeah, all very much so. Yeah. So the issue with coffee is that from the moment it's roasted, it starts staling. Okay. Um, and it's fine if you have a high turnover to put it in the compostable bags, mm -hmm. but if someone's going to sit with it for three months on their shelf, like mm -hmm. a really small West Coast like cafe that maybe isn't getting through so much uh -huh. coffee, actually, although they drink a lot of coffee <laughs> on the West Coast, maybe like a small hotel. <laughs> Um, you know, it's going gonna, it's gonna to stale in these bags after a couple of weeks, whereas the foil line keeps it fresh. Okay. But the technology is just changing so fast, and we think we'll probably be able to have properly lined um, bags with valves that are 100% compostable within, really? within the year. Oh, yes, yeah, so we're moving over that way. But yeah, 90, 90% of our red bags now in compostable bags, and we send out all our subscriptions in compostable bags. So tell me, like being at being at home with my coffee, how should I be storing it? Because my so don't store it in the fridge, which is a quite right. mistake Thank that you. everyone makes. It's the argument I have all the better, time. Much better <laughs> to buy it fresh uh -huh. in small amounts and drink what you want. So work with find your local roastery. There's okay. a good, some good roasteries in Edinburgh, or or, or buy online from uh, from like Glen Lyon. Yeah, we can post out to you. And yes, buy little and often mm -hmm. is best. So buy the coffee for the next week or two. Mm -hmm. rather than buying lots and, and then 
about the beans or always beans yeah if you can if you if you can do one thing grind your own beans and preferably grind them with a burr grinder rather than a blade grinder so the burr grinders are a little bit more expensive okay. so they give a much more even grind which means when you brew the coffee it gives a more even extraction okay and the, a blade grinder just chops it up and it can almost scorch it as well the chicken right. so yeah burr grinder grind I know fresh. something that's going in the bin yeah. as but then maybe uh, it's better, still better to grind it with a uh, blade grinder than to buy pre-ground coffee. Yeah. You know? okay. So oh. yeah, and then store it in an airtight tin, really, mm-hmm. in the dark cupboard, or the bags we supply it in have re- resealable zippers. Okay. And you mentioned yeah. there a, subscri- a subscription yes, service. Yes. What's that? Problem? So we we can do um, monthly or twice monthly subscriptions, okay. and uh, railing, we do railing subscriptions where we send the coffee out. And it'll be the coffee, it'll be our favourite coffee of the month. Okay. And we send that out with an information card uh-huh. and we pack that in um, sort of quite flat packed boxes that will fit through your envelopes. So you don't Stunt. have to wait in either. Oh, that's good. Yeah, so that's a very popular way of getting coffee. The moment you came up with the Red Stag yes. and you found that blend, yes. how was that? And what, what was, how many had you gone through uh, before? Well, we... I, uh, we would. I started off mainly just roasting single origin coffees, and when we approached by the deli in Dunkeld to come up with an espresso blend, mm-hmm. when I'd I'd studied, uh, I'd done a coffee course in London, and one of the parts of the course was coming up with our own blend, which mm-hmm. I found really fun and enjoyable, uh-huh. and so I knew kind of what made a good proponent would be um, a nice Brazilian base, which that gives the body and the chocolate notes, and then something a bit fruity. Um, and uh, and brighter and that's that's at the moment is our proving component. Sometimes we put Colombian in and we'll soon be putting Bolivian in. And then we I just love a bit of African coffee in the blend because it just it brings black currant and just it's amazing uh-huh. makes it really amazing. So we, I played around with the ratios over time, but really this is this is the blend that really works for us. Mm-hmm. And the feedback from the cafes we supply they've loved it because. It gives them consistency, and that's really important if you're running a cafe. People mm-hmm. want to come back and order coffee and get the same coffee that they had six weeks ago or two uh-huh. months ago. And then where we can really play around more with flavours and different interesting coffees is our single, of, our single origin offerings. Okay, yeah. and that's different. And they will change throughout the year, uh-huh. so we always buy seasonally as well. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's amazing to see the opportunities and just the whole varieties yes, that you're yeah, doing. I yeah. mean, the flavours of different um, altitudes yes, and yeah, absolutely. Parts, of the, parts of the world I yeah. think is phenomenal. Yeah, and people tend to find what their favourite coffee is, and uh-huh. a lot of people just love Colombian coffee, and they'll always order that. Uh-huh. Um, I'm a huge Colombian coffee fan myself, uh-huh. but other people um, will want to drink African coffee and not others, and, and yeah, or other uh-huh. people love, love just love something nif- different and to uh-huh. experiment and whatever, some, a, a new coffee that comes in. Okay. So we are always looking for interesting, exciting coffees. Oh, that's good. You're all over Scotland selling to a lot of different yes. stockists and yes. things. Is there a place that you haven't managed to infiltrate yet? Or uh, is there no, we, we tend to do much better in the Highlands because okay. we're a Highland business ourselves. Yeah. And we do supply a few people in the cities. Uh-huh. But 
Um, yeah, I think we, and, but we're, made, we're very much a Scottish company uh -huh. and we supply just a, couple, a handful of places in England, uh -huh. but mainly Scotland. But I'm really love, you know, I love the people we supply and who yeah. we work with. And um, we do a lot of online sales now throughout the country. Is that growing? For that's you? really growing. That's the site, and that's a, a, it's, that's a place where we can grow a lot more too. Mm. So. And what's the ambition with your unit here in Abelfeldy? Because well, we really now we're putting the cladding on. Yes, the, the yeah. Front. We it's really want good. to welcome visitors to come and okay. see us here, and they can grab a coffee, they can buy some beans, we can share them round. In the summer, we'll be doing roastery tours, right? So a bit like a distillery tour. Uh -huh. Probably just start off once a week uh -huh. with small groups and give them a guided tour and roasting demonstrations uh -huh. like that. Well, speaking to people this morning, they loved yes. the idea of coming in and seeing. Well, I was really surprised uh -huh. how many people turned up. I mean, normally you get tumbleweed in February. You just don't know. <laughs> yeah. You don't know, but yeah. I mean, that was a great yes, show this morning. it was morning. really great. It's a fantastic space, and we're really proud. And we just moved in in October last year. Okay. And we just we want You're to put a cafe area. Probably more? not. I okay. think people can perch up at the bar and have a coffee, That's and, and um, I think that'll be enough. Mm -hmm. But we will do. We want to do uh, evenings. Be open in the evenings. Maybe have a pop-up restaurant here. Okay. We want to share the space. We're having a poet come in in April, okay. and we're going to have the fire lit, and we're going to have some poetry and music in the evening. So oh, people fun. probably won't be drinking coffee, but it's it's no, a way of experience. Where, yeah, and seeing yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. space here. We are setting up a coffee academy here. Oh, really? And we're looking for funding. Um, we're in the process of applying for funding, which, I, fingers crossed, I think we'll get. Okay. And we're going to put in a barista academy of some espresso machinery and get trainers in to offer school leavers. Uh, it's a key yeah, skill. Yeah, we are a tourist skills, company. Absolutely, yeah. which means they can, they can have a qualification that's internationally recognised uh -huh. and travel around. And that's, that's going to be a charitable side of our business that we're developing this year. That's a lovely, that's yeah. a lovely idea. Yeah. So, but with the school, they did the project on getting new carbon neutral. Yes, they did. So yes. What so was the key findings out of? The student that did it was amazing. He did it for his science baccalaureate. Okay. And so he came up with um, a software program that we feed in all our figures of um, how much travel we do, our electricity bill, our commutes to work, everything. Of course. Um, uh, Relayed shipping, shipping the beer. The, yeah, <laughs> shipping the coffee over from uh -huh. Origins to here and he his program worked out what our carbon uh, footprint was for that year and how many trees we would have to plant to offset that uh -huh. and it was about 200 trees so we went out with the charity trees for life uh -huh. which work um, up north and we this two years ago we went and planted at Drumnadrochus mm -hmm. in Venetia and Scots Pine Rowan um, this year we went and planted about 200 grey willow trees yeah, it's offsetting in, yeah, in Glen Affric, mm -hmm. so we offset it. So it's not done officially, we didn't want to buy carbon credits, yeah. we actually want to physically go and Do plant the trees and it's an amazing day out for uh -huh. all our staff, we all go together and get soaking wet and freezing and exhausted. <laughs> You're exhausted, yeah. 200 trees. <laughs> so what's the next big trip? Oh, um, I'm, well, when are you allowed I'm not, to go on? I'm not really allowed to go on anymore. I've been away so much. Um, we do go to Bolivia every uh -huh. year to, to source and buy coffee. Uh -huh. um, so hopefully I'll be going to Bolivia in September. Okay. And uh, Jamie, who works, my husband works okay. here, he's going to go to Brazil to the farm that we always um, work with as well. And, he's gonna and touring these countries must be 
obviously you're doing the coffee, but what is there must be great experiences that you're out there oh, seeing. Oh, I love it. Yeah. I mean, coffee grows in all my favourite countries. <laughs> Funny that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, no, when you go on an origin trip, uh, just meeting the farmers, it's always, it's always an adventure. It really mm-hmm. is. It's mm-hmm. a really good fun adventure. You meet, you meet, the coffee world is very friendly and, the, yeah, like, like my coffee family around the world. Oh, You've got coffee nice. friends, definitely. Uh-huh. It's just lovely company and uh-huh. getting to try good coffee and meet the farmers behind it. It's amazing. Yes. How are the cooperatives helping these company, they, these farmers grow and sustain there? Well, I think with specialty coffee, mm-hmm. it's a much more sustainable business because mm-hmm. we pay very high prices. So mm-hmm. if you're a coffee farmer just selling your coffee as commodity coffee to, like... Um, just buyers that come in that are going to just beat you down the lowest price. It's not. It's not a great business to be in, mm-hmm. especially when the price the price of coffee falls below the cost of production. It's a disaster, which it's doing at the moment. Mm-hmm. But with specialty, we pay very very high. You know, quality. We pay for quality, so we pay a much higher price. Uh-huh and um, much higher than fair trade prices, actually, even. Okay. So that, that I don't feel that we... I th- think we have a really good relationship with the farmers like that. Uh-huh. And, I mean, I've got emails from the farm we work with in Brazil uh-huh. saying it's just fantastic doing business with you and it's stuff fi- like that. It's yeah. honest trading yes, and yeah, business. Yeah, very much so. Uh-huh. It's, they're selling a good product, a good quality product. Mm-hmm. We want to buy a good quality product, and we're happy to pay premium prices for that product. Yeah. So, yeah, that's, that's a good way. There's a lot of roasteries sprouting yes. in Scotland. Yes. Now, I've heard the say you're one of five... Grader. Q yes, graders. yes, yes. So um, I think there's probably about five Q graders now in Scotland. OK. And um, we... Yeah, there's, there's, there's some good roasteries in Scotland, and uh-huh. I'm friends, good friends with them. Uh-huh. And actually, I did my Q grading course with Lisa from Dear Green. OK. Um, and we team up every year, actually, at Christmas with another... And another female-run roastery in Steampunk in North Berwick. Oh, yeah. We produce a... Christmas gift set, so uh-huh. three different coffees from That's each of our nice. roasteries, roasted uh-huh. by the three of us. It's amazing how it's grown in Scotland. Yeah, there's lots of collaboration. Uh-huh. It's really lovely. It's lovely. It's it's very friendly, and we've been hosting in Glenlyon every couple of years a roasters retreat where we try and get all the other Scottish coffee roasters together. So and look, a few years ago we were in um, Cairngorms National Park uh-huh. in a teepee. Oh, <laughs> you know, cool. so so it's lovely. Uh-huh. Yeah. So what's the ambition then? I think just to carry on sourcing exceptional coffee, expanding mm-hmm. our website side of the business, mm-hmm. getting more visitors in. And, and when you were eight, what did you think you were going to do? I wanted to be Indiana Jones. Who? <laughs> Indiana, 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 Indiana Jones. Well, you're almost doing yeah, that. I get to do the travel. <laughs> yeah, I get the travel. Oh, that's fantastic. Thank you so yeah. much for having me this oh, morning. Oh, thank you so much. It's been so really much. a pleasure Thanks, to Jean. see everybody. It's been so great that you made it here. Oh, it was so great. Too. Yeah. Thank you so much for your time, Fiona. Glenlion Coffee definitely is an exciting business with a heart, sponsoring local GB athletes to sharing their experience with the development of the Coffee Academy and building an environmentally sustainable business. We wish you very much continued success. Details to order your coffee subscription is outlined in our podcast notes and please support the podcast by subscribing so not to miss any future episodes and share it with your friends. That's us. Bye for now.